أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can download and listen to the episodes of this series at the website www.reflections-rn.org or wherever you listen to your podcasts. A rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon today, inshallah, is also posted at this website. As those who have been following the podcast will remember, we are continuing the 13th word. And inshallah, I'm hoping that we are going to finish today. And this this word is, this treatise is about a comparison of the wisdoms of the Quran, a Quranic look at the world, a Quranic perspective through which we see the world, and uh, as an alternative to it, or on the other side, philosophies, worldviews that have not been informed by revelation. And it proves the superiority, the virtue of the Quranic perspective. Uh, The original treatise is a you know, theoretical, beautiful lesson uh, that Bedou Zaman Said Nursi has authored about this subject. And then later on in life, as he, uh, you know, is asked questions or he, uh, you know, gives some lessons or teaches something to somebody and thinks or thinks of something or something comes to his heart and thinks that, okay, this, this thing that just came to me, Uh, fits perfectly into the context of what I was trying to articulate in the 13th word. And then he puts those small texts at the end of the uh, 13th word as the second section of the 13th word. That is what we have been doing for a while. And this last uh, piece is something that uh, Ustad Nursi says that came to his heart and uh, in a, in a, journey of imagination and contemplation he calls it and it is about the um the the air air molecules the air that is in the atmosphere and you know one may think so what does that have to do with the quran and you know wisdoms or or uh, viewpoints that are not informed by revelation it has a lot to do this is about how we perceive the creation. Air is a part of the creation. Do we look at the creation as something in and of itself, just there, right? Or do we look at it as a sign of creation? And if we change our perspective, viewpoint, 
and look at it as a sign of creation, what do we see? This is what he does in this piece. He looks at the air, he contemplates, reflects upon the air as a sign of creation and amazing pathways, gates and pathways open before him. We read the, the first half or so of this text in our previous episode and inshallah we will continue from there but just as a reminder for those who might not have listened to the previous episode or who might, who might have forgotten about what was in there i am going to inshallah read the english translation of the part that we already covered and i move on to the text uh, that we have not covered reading the turkish and the english simultaneously and also reflecting upon it so bismillah my very dear and voracious brothers, my brothers, during a journey of imagination and contemplation, while examining the page of the air from its material point of view alone, an elegant subtle point of monotheism, Tawheed, appeared suddenly, and I witnessed in the utterance of Huwa, Huwa, in La ilaha illa Hu, which translates as There is no God other than he that is huwa huwa in arabic means he and qul huwallahu right say he that is huwa is god these are this is uh, you know surah al-ikhlas that our path of faith is boundlessly easy so i witness in the utterance of huwa in these uh, verses expressions that our path of faith is boundlessly easy and the path of misguidance and ascribing partners to god is boundlessly problematic filled with thousands of prohibitively inconceivable assumptions i am going to expound that long subtle point by pointing to it in a fairly short way if a handful of soil that hosts hundreds of flowers that take turns in its pot is attributed to the nature and causes this will require the existence of hundreds or in fact to the number of the flowers of small-scale metaphysical machines and factories in that pot or all the particles in that small amount of soil will have to know how to make each of those discrete flowers with their varying qualities and lifeful equipment they will have to have boundless knowledge and infinite power almost like a deity in the same way in each part of the air which is a throne of divine command and will of the wind and of the air of the utterance of huwa which is a which is as big as a single breath and a piece of fingernail there will have to exist the centers switchboards receivers and transmitters of all the telephones telegraphs radios and all the boundless and various conversations in the world and it will have to be able to handle all those boundless tasks together in a single moment or each of the parts of the air in that huwa or perhaps each of the particles of each part of the element of air will have to have as many discrete metaphysical personalities and capacities as all the telephone callers each all the telegraphers and radio speakers they will have to know all of their languages and at the same time convey it to other particles for broadcasting 
This is because that situation is partly visible in actuality and each particular component of air has that capacity. So not only one, but numerous impossibilities, inconceivable assumptions and problems to the number of the quantity of all particles are being clearly seen in the path that the followers of disbelief, naturalism and materialism have taken. If this is given to the majestic artful maker, the air, together with all of its particles, becomes an obedient soldier to soldier of his, of God's. With the permission and power of its creator, by entering under the command of command of and relying on the creator, and thanks to the reflection of the power of its artful maker, its boundless and universal tasks will be done in a moment, fast as lightning, with the ease of the pronunciation of Huwa and the vibration of the air, as easy as a single and well-ordered task that pertains to a single particle. That is, it becomes a boundless, wondrous, and well-ordered page for the inscriptions of the pen of power. Its particles become the tips of that pen, and the tasks of those particles become the dots of the pen of predestination. It functions as easy as the movement of a single particle. So this is what we already read. Inshallah, we will continue uh, with the Turkish and contemplation from here on. İşte ben, La ilahe illa huve ve kul huvallahu'daki hareketi fikriye ile seyahatimde hava alemini temaşa ve o unsurun sahifesini mütala ederken bu mücmel hakikati tam, vazih ve mufassal aynel yakin müşahede ettim ve huvenin lafzında havasında böyle parlak bir burhan ve bir lem'ai vahidiyet bulunduğu gibi manasında ve işaretinde gayet nurani bir cilve-i ahadiyet ve çok kuvvetli bir hücceti tevhid ve huve zamirinin mutlak ve mübhem işareti hangi zata bakıyor işaretine bir karine-i taayyün o hüccette bulunması içindir ki hem Kur'an-ı Mucizül Beyan hem ehli zikir, zikir makamı tevhidde bu kutsi kelimeyi çok tekrar ederler diye İlmel yakin ile bildim. Yes. As I journeyed with a contemplative, contemplative movement in La ilahe illahu and Qul huvallahu. As I journeyed with a contemplative movement in these expressions. As I was contemplating these expressions. Uh, but he also said at the beginning it's a, a, a imaginatory and contemplative movement. So he was not only thinking in a you know forced way but he was in a sense um he he he was immersed in this contemplation and it, he had reached the level of imagination he was moving in his imagination with this contemplation i suppose we need to understand from this a you know very serious and intense contemplation in which the imagination also becomes involved yes as i journeyed with a contemplative movement in la ilaha illahu and qul huwallahu viewing the realm of air and reading through the page of that element i witnessed this summarized reality in complete clarity the summarized reality being what was summarized above in complete clarity so here now he is moving from uh, contemplation and imagination to witnessing. He is witnessing what's going on 
in the page of the element of air which is a page in the book of the cosmos i witnessed the summarized reality in complete clarity and detail at the level of the vision of certainty and i recognized at the level of the knowledge of certainty that as there is such a brilliant demonstration and flash of divine oneness in the utterance and air of huwa right there is a brilliant demonstration and flash of divine oneness in the utterance and air of huwa which we just articulated when we read the previous section so is there a luminous reflection of divine singularity ahadiyya and a very strong evidence for monotheism in its meaning and indication and that both the quran of miraculous exposition and the people of remembrance repeat this sacred word often at the metaphysical station of monotheism because of the revealing clue contained in that evidence about who that pronoun points to and of course that pronoun huwa he points to god now there are a few terms in here that um I'm hoping that many of the people who have been listening to these podcasts will know, uh, but still worth clarifying a little bit. Vision of certainty and knowledge of certainty. There is also a truth of certainty. He does not mention that uh, that here. And then there is the word a demonstration uh, and evidence. So these are technical terms. Vision of certainty and knowledge of certainty refer to the levels of certainty that a person can have about a matter the way imam ghazali explained this is let's say somebody comes to you and says uh, there is um, there is honey in that room right so you know as a knowledge right you are informed it's reported to you based on this report you know as a knowledge that there is honey in that room and then if that person takes the honey jar and brings it to you and perhaps gives it to you you are now seeing that there that there is honey right it is visible in before your eyes now you have a certainty a degree of certainty that is higher than that report you are seeing it this is the vision of certainty now if you open the jar I mean, it could be some other liquid that looked like honey, right? You want to make sure. If you open the jar and you know, took a little bit and put in your mouth and tasted it, smelled it, tasted it, uh, saw the consistency, etc., you ate it. Now that is the truth of certainty. It, and that is the highest level of certainty. And of course, this is not only in one, two, three, it's not, you know, degrees. There's, it is a you know, continuum from the knowledge of certainty to the uh, the truth of certainty and before certainty get there can be uh, you know there can be assumptions or presumptions or suspicions right so all the all of those are before certainty but when you reach the level of certainty now now you know that something is what you think it is right but there still is a way to go in terms of the levels of certainty now uh, you know, evidence is one of the things that give us certainty it's you know, proof right but if a, an evidence reaches the level of demonstration that is something even much uh, you know stronger a demonstration burhan in uh, t- turkish or arabic 
right it is a term in logic that indicates a proof that is incontrovertible its logic is sound the way it is formulated the, the argument is formulated is sound and there is nothing that that's de defective and deficient about it and also the terms of the argument correspond to reality so you are sure if you are provided with a demonstration the intellect will not find a way to deny it the nefs the, the lower soul satan you know etc you know there can find ways to deny it right but the intellect will not find a way to to deny it so let's um let's read this again with with this information in mind inshallah yes as i journeyed with a contemplative movement in la ilaha illahu and qul huwallah viewing the realm of air and reading through the page of that element I witnessed this summarized reality in complete clarity and detail at the level of the vision of certainty. And I recognized at the level of the knowledge of certainty that as there is such a brilliant demonstration and flash of divine oneness in the utterance of in the utterance and air of huwa, or divine oneness, right? Um, the the word that is in Turkish is wahidiyat, right? Divine oneness. And Stadnusi uses this term. Uh, usually, usually, in reference to um, God being the creator of everything altogether, God being the Lord of everything altogether, God being the provider of everything altogether, God being the the mercy merciful one over everything altogether, etc. Right? We can apply this to all of God's names. What matters is that the the the name encompasses the entire creation altogether. Everything belongs to God. Everything is God's creation. Everything is provided by God. Everything is uh, sustained by God, etc., etc. Whereas the word ahadiyya, right? He says, and I recognize at the level of the knowledge of certainty that as there is such a brilliant demonstration and flash of divine oneness in the utterance and air of huwa, so is there a luminous reflection of divine singularity and a very strong evidence for monotheism in its meaning and indication, right? So divine singularity is ahadiyya. And ahadiyya is also God's oneness, but God's oneness as manifest on each thing. God's oneness as manifest on each thing, not everything, but each thing. When we say everything, we think of the, the entire creation altogether we look at the universals perhaps we think of the entire earth or the entire space or the entire species of something right we we our point of view is the universal point of view again for instance god is the provider of everything now if you try to comprehend this you may run into some difficulty because it is almost impossible for a human being to comprehend, bring to mind all at once, all uh, all beings that are being provided by God. Now you understand something, but you not realize the entire meaning of the complete meaning of that expression. It's difficult, and because of this difficulty, if one were to go about in life uh with this perspective alone one might 
find it difficult to sustain one's monotheism because you forget because you cannot bring everything all together you know in your mind or in your heart right one forgets one needs to see the manifestation of that monotheism on each thing that is wherever you turn to right so that's a hadiyah um, one example that i like and i might have used it here before is let's say it is raining anybody who goes out benefits from the benefits from the rain in the sense that it gets wet right so let's say it is raining and this wetness is a good thing that is the analogy of god's mercy as a rahman which is a name that we understand in the uh in in relation to wahidiyah as manifest on everything altogether right it's raining outside anybody who goes out and stands there will will get wet whereas the name Rahim, which we understand in relation to the the notion that we articulated with the name al-ahad that is god the manifestation of god in on each thing one by one right and rahim the example of that would be if you were offered a cup of water that is specified for you specifically and specially designated for you right so when we think of we understand that what whichever name we are talking about that applies to all the creation everything together when we think about ahadiyya we understand that we can see its manifestation on each thing we do not have to have everything all together in mind or heart we wherever we turn to on each little specific spot we can spot it it is manifest there and it doesn't have to be that only all of God's names can be manifest there so wherever we turn to we see evidence for God's oneness in the sense of ahadiyya we, we refer to this as ahadiyya right so and I recognize at the level of the knowledge of certainty that as there is such a brilliant demonstration and flash of divine oneness in the utterance and air of huwa all air particles this is happening everywhere everywhere air particles are doing those miraculous things that he talked about above conveying the the, the wavelengths of the radios and telephones and telegraphs and conveying heat and conveying light and conveying the the speech the the um the wavelengths that we speak in right all of them doing all of those all at once and at any given moment any single particle of air can do you know thousands of these at the same time especially now when we have cell phones and so much wireless communication taking place so much information being sent through air subhanallah subhanallah so much is being done there right so and all of them are able to do this right there is a brilliant demonstration and flash of divine oneness in the utterance and air of huwa if you contemplated this in that air that's coming out of your mouth or my mouth right now right huwa right? in that little volume of air there is this demonstration if i am able to use my intellect and imagination and enter into that 
that little volume of air and witness this so is there a luminous reflection of divine singularity and a very strong evidence for monotheism in its meaning and indication in its meaning and indication there is a reflection of divine singularity divine singularity is manifest on it ahadiyya is manifest on each each particle or little piece of air right and there is a strong evidence for monotheism in its meaning and indication what is its meaning so it, it exists in the page of air this element this physical being that is in the creation this this uh, reflection and uh, demonstration exists in the physical being and there is a beautiful congruence with between what is happening in that physical being and the literal linguistic meaning of what it expresses which is huwa when what does huwa mean it means he which he are we talking about we are right when we write this we write with a capital h he god what does it point to to him to god again when we write him we write with a capital h and that meaning then is contained wherever we turn to we turn and we look at a leaf on a tree and it says huwa and it points to huwa we turn and look if we can in our imagination uh, at a you know tiny little piece of air it says especially if it is the air that's coming out of the mouth saying huwa it says huwa and it indicates points to huwa both in its physical being and its meaning and that both the quran of miraculous exposition and the people of remembrance repeat this so and that he ref refers to i witnessed right and that i witnessed that both the quran of miraculous exposition and the people of remembrance repeat this sacred word often at the metaphysical station of monotheism because of the revealing clue contained in that evidence about who that pronoun points to right you say la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah or you say la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah and then sometimes in dhikr in uh, the the remembrance of god the, the vocal or you know silent uh, recital of the remembrance uh, of God right this is sometimes shortened to huwa just huwa you say huwa huwa huwa huwa huwa the Quran mentions it it oft the the word the pronoun huwa is used a lot in the Quran in reference to God and then the uh, the people of remembrance Zakirin the ahl dhikr people of remembrance refer to it use it a lot there is there is something in it there is a secret in it there is a power there is a potency there is a there is a uh, capacity right there is a light in it in in in, in the the expression huwa that they repeat this oft because of the revealing clue revealing clue contained in that evidence about who that pronoun points to it it leaves nothing 
outside right it it it, it leaves um uh, it is a replacement for lafzai jalal let's put that way lafzai jalal is uh, allah the word allah and that is the most beautiful name and that is the the god's antitative name private name if you will when you say allah you understand allah when you say you know al jamil it can refer to al jamil the divine al jamil god but it can also refer to a you know worldly jamil worldly beautiful one right the beautiful one it can refer to, but when you say allah it cannot refer to anything but god allah so huwa sometimes is used to replace it in dhikr and also uh, you know this is a tangent but it, it, a beautiful practice in the um, ottoman uh, diplomatics in the ottoman uh, correspondence uh, state correspondence it might have have been used elsewhere too i know the ottoman one uh, on the top of a letter or a decree or something uh, that is going to have a use in correspondence they would write huwa he that would be an indication of god a reference to god but because that letter a piece of paper perhaps can fall on the ground or be torn or like perhaps it will not be respected the way uh, god's name deserves to be respected they, therefore they would not write bismillahir rahmanir rahim they would just write huwa and that would be an indication to bismillahir rahmanir rahim and here it also in, it refers to allah and Allah indicates that Lafzai Jalal, that that majestic name of name of majesty, indicates all the beautiful names and attributes of God. In addition to being the specific designator of his entity. Evet, mesela bir nokta beyaz kağıtta. Now he is going to explain this further. Mesela bir nokta beyaz kağıtta. İki üç nokta konulsa, karıştı. Ve bir adam muhtelif çok vazifeleri beraber yapmasıyla şaşıracağı ve bir küçük zihayata çok yükler yüklenmesiyle altında ezildiği ve bir lisan ve bir kulak aynı anda müteaddit kelimelerin beraber çıkması ve girmesi intizamını bozup karışacağı halde aynel yakin gördüm ki huvenin anahtarı ile ve pusulasıyla fikran seyahat ettiğim hava unsurunda her bir parçası hatta her bir zeresi içine muhtelif binler noktalar, harfler, kelimeler konuldu veya konulabileceği halde karışmadığını ve intizamını bozmadığını, hem ayrı ayrı pek çok vazifeler yaptığı halde hiç şaşırmadan yapıldığını ve o parçaya ve o zereye pek çok ağır yükler yüklendiği halde hiç zaaf göstermeyerek, geri kalmayarak intizam ile taşıdığını, hem binler ayrı ayrı kelime, ayrı ayrı tarzda, manada, o küçücük kulak ve lisanlara kemal intizamla gelip çıkıp hiç karışmayarak, bozulmayarak o küçücük kulaklara girip o gayet incecik lisanlardan çıktığı ve o her zerre ve her parçacık bu acip vazifeleri görmekle beraber kemali serbestiyet ile cezbedarane hal diliyle ve mezkur hakikatin şehadeti ve lisanıyla la ilahe illahu ve kul huvallahu ehad deyip gezer ve fırtınaların ve şimşek ve berk ve gök gürültüsü gibi havayı çarpıştırıcı dalgalar içerisinde intizamını ve vazifelerini hiç bozmuyor ve şaşırmıyor ve bir iş diğer bir işe mani olmuyor. Ben aynal yakin müşahede ettim. Now this was, a, this was one sentence. A single sentence. Um, 
but it's beautiful and while translating i divide it into pieces so that it can be hopefully uh, clearer uh, the the the Turkish you know one sentence is also divided into sub sentences so the divisions you will see in the text are the sub sentences uh, expressed as sentences for ease of under uh, understanding yes for instance if two to three dots are put on a piece of white paper they get mixed up if a man attends to to to several different tasks simultaneously he gets confused I mean right right they uh, uh, the kids do this they have you put one of your hands on the on the chest and the uh, others you know waving and then they want you to wave at the same time and move the uh, other hand up and down on your chest and it's it's almost impossible you, you really have to you know work it out right so this is one of the you know, simplest examples or you know but there, there are other things like can you read uh, two books at the same time if you try to speak to two people at the same time it gets confused right we, we try this doesn't mean that we never you know do it we we try but we get confused we get overwhelmed right if you put three pieces of two three dots on a piece of paper yeah it, it gets mixed up if a man attends to a, to several different tasks simultaneously he gets confused if a possessor of life is burdened with too much load it will be crushed if numerous words enter the ear or come out of the tongue simultaneously the order will be lost and it will become messy these are these refer to human beings but the human being the the best of creation most honored of creation the one who has intellect and consciousness and free uh, partial human will and uh, the, the, the the one who has such a body that enables it although it is so weak that enables it to uh you know build airplanes and and rockets and submarines and and whatnot the man right if numerous words enter the ear or come out of the tongue simultaneously the order will be lost and it will become messy messy but i saw with the vision of certainty that in the element of air now compare the element of air this uh you know, non-living unconscious creature small simple compared to the complexity of the human body and mind right i saw with the vision of certainty that in the element of air in which i journeyed with the key and compass of huwa thousands of differing dots letters and words were put and can be put in every part and even on every particle without causing confusion or spoiling order subhanallah right i'll read this again i saw and we see it too not perhaps with our eyes but with the with the eyes of our intellect and we understand from the consequences right this is happening all the time i saw with the vision of certainty that in the element of air in which i journeyed with the key and compass of huwa so huwa was his guide in this journey and it was his key to open gates locked doors when it came to them thousands of differing dots letters and words were put and can be put imagine the digital dots that are being conveyed through air if you are if you downloaded this podcast or if you are listening to it uh, right now uh, as, a, as, a, as a stream 
through a Wi-Fi or a uh, you know mobile hotspot or whatever, right? Millions, perhaps billions, I don't know. M let's say millions, millions of zeros and ones are flowing through those air particles. Those air particles are conveying one to the other, one to the other. They're it's flowing through those air particles uh, from whichever transmitter it is coming to the receiver that you have and then connecting to uh, your earbuds or perhaps you are listening through the air if you are listening through air uh, with a speaker it is also being conveyed in in wavelengths uh, sound waves uh, from the speaker to your ears too that's just one that that is just one and at any given time there is so much uh being transmitted and conveyed through air I saw with the vision of certainty that in the element of air in which I journeyed with the key and compass of Hua, thousands of differing dots, letters and words were put and can be put in every part and even on every particle without causing confusion or spoiling order. Imagine a satellite. Imagine a crowded highway with let's say 5,000 cars moving in different directions at the same time and let's say that all those 5000 cars have gps they are all communicating through the same air 5000 communications are taking place through the same air with one satellite and as it comes closer to the satellite it is even you know more condensed perhaps 5000 cars can be spread over the highway over let's say you know five kilometers or or you know three miles but as it comes close to the satellite, it's all condensed and it is not mixing up. This car wants to go to this address and that car wants to go to that address and the air particles are conveying all that information moment to moment. It's amazing. Now you ask yourself, like, really a, a molecule of air or an, you know, a, an atom in the air, air that's going to do this? really i mean i the the human being right the complex and honored best of creation i cannot put two words together if i'm speaking to three people at the same time the air molecules are doing it like five thousand of them millions of them even though they attend to many discrete tasks those tasks are fulfilled without any confusion even though many heavy loads are placed on that part and particle they carry it without any sign of being weakened, without delay and with order. Even though thousands of different words enter and come out of those tiniest ears and tongues in different ways as if they are playing the, the, the telephone game, right? Each molecule in the air, taking it and passing it on to the next one, right? And it, it is as if they have ears and tongues speaking to one another, right? Even though thousands of different words enter and come out of those tiniest ears and tongues in different ways, they enter and come out with perfect order. They go into those tiniest ears and come out of those thinnest tongues without any confusion or distortion. And as each particle and small part attends to these tasks, so this is just one thing, right? The, the, the sound wave, the sound is being conveyed. As each particle and small part attends to these tasks, they also roam around perfectly free. 
That's also another thing. Like when, when we have transmitters, we put them in a place. And, you know, we know where it is so that we can, you know, use the coordinates to reach it, etc. These air particles keep moving. They roam around perfectly free and in a state of ecstasy, saying, La ilaha illallah. Now, this is, you know, Ustad Nursi's imagination uh, holding hands with his heart and imagining. And we too should try to do it, right? Imagine the air molecules, atoms in the elements, in the, in the air, as if they are in a circle of remembrance. If you have ever, you know, seen those circles of remembrance where, where God's name is recited repeatedly, like a khadra, as if they have held hand in hand and they are moving around la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah saying la ilaha illallah and qul huwallahu qul huwallahu with the tongue of their state yes they don't have the kind of tongue that we understand when we say tongue right this this this uh, you know flesh in our mouth that helps us speak but they do have a tongue they do have a language language is not only what we understand from language as this conveyed sound or meaning, it is also signified. You know, a, a traffic sign speaks, it signifies, right? They are saying with the tongue of their state and the testimony and tongue of the aforementioned reality, aforementioned reality, they preserve their orderliness as they are doing this. Right? They are also preserve their orderliness and tasks without confusion amid waves that make the air clash, such as storms, lightning, thunder, and the roars of the sky, without one affair standing in the way of another. Everything being transmitted through the air all at once, going through one another, right? And this is happening while there are all sorts of weather events going on too. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Demek ya her bir zerre ve her bir parça havada nihayetsiz bir hikmet ve nihayetsiz bir ilmi, iradesi ve nihayetsiz bir kuvveti, kudreti ve bütün zerrata hakimi mutlak bir hastaları bulunmak lazımdır ki bu işlere medar olabilsin. Bu ise zerreler adedince muhal ve batıldır. Hiçbir şeytan dahi bunu hatıra getiremez. Öyle ise bu sahife-i havanın hakkal yakin, aynal yakin, ilmel yakin derecesinde bedahetle zat-ı zulcelalin hadsiz gayrı mütenahi ilmi ve hikmetle çalıştırdığı kalemi kudret ve kaderin mütebeddil sahifesi ve bir levh-i mahfuzun alemi tegayyürde ve mütebeddil şuunatında bir levh-i mahfı ispat namında yazar bozar tahtası hükmündedir. In that case, so if this is happening, all of these things are happening all at once and each air molecule is able to uh, function in a way that facilitates all of these things all at once. In that case, either every particle and part of air has infinite wisdom, infinite knowledge, will, and infinite force and power because what they are doing requires all of those it requires wisdom knowledge will the ability to to take care of all of those businesses right and you know further things the, the, that's not only what air does air 
does not only transmit waves and light it also you know goes into the lungs and and is oxygen for the body goes into the leaves and is carbon dioxide for the leaves you know many other things in order to do all of these they need to have wisdom they need to know what they are serving they need to have the knowledge of how those things that they are dealing with function they need to have the the will right they need to be willing to do it they need to make choices in but you cannot do all of these things with you know with will in the way that we understand will because innumerable things are happening all at once and our will our human will cannot relate to to multiple things all at once but it's as if the the, the air molecules are relating to innumerable things all at once an infinite force and power and they each have a quality that enables them to rule over all particles because they are interacting with other particles too and they are doing making other particles do the same thing so either this is the case but not even one of the satans can think of this because it looks so absurd it it doesn't make sense right it doesn't make sense but there are two options it's either this or something else if this is impossible then that other thing is going to be possible or necessary right if there are only two options one is impossible the other has to become necessary in that case it is intuitively clear to the degrees of the truth of certainty vision of certainty and knowledge of certainty that all of them that this page of air is a continuously changing page of pen of power and predestination that the majestic divine entity operates with his boundless and infinite wisdom it's not acting on its own behalf it is not there by itself it is an instrument it is being used and the one who is using it has the ability to use it and operate it with all these functions in, a, in with, with infinite wisdom and knowledge and and power and force etc right in that case it is intuitively clear to the degrees of the truth of certainty vision of certainty and knowledge of certainty everybody can benefit from this everybody can witness witness this to according to their levels some will understand it at the, the level of knowledge of certainty some will ha use their imagination and use you know understand at the vision of certainty some will have you know insight into a pervading insight into the reality of it and understand at the, the the level of the truth of certainty that this page of air is a continuously changing page of the panel power and predestination that the majestic divine entity operates with his boundless and infinite wisdom and it is like a writing and erasing slate of the preserved tablet in the realm of transformations now the preserved tablet of course is uh, you know left mahfuz is a is a, a concept that is mentioned in the quran and it is a tablet we do not know what the nature of that the, that tablet is what the quiddity of that tablet is right that is a an expression that's mentioned in the quran when we take it as it is but everything is written there everything is written there written there as it will happen or it as it happened or, or will happen erasing writing and erasing slave of the preserved tablet and then there is a 
right? The Levi Mahwe Ispat is another tablet. Again, we do not know the exact quiddity nature of this tablet, but something, something where things are written, but that can change. Things written on the Levi Mahwe Ispat can change, right? The, uh, let's read to the end of the sentence. Right, preserved tablet in the realm of transformations, name the tablet of erasure and confirmation and of his ever alternating conducts. So things written on the uh, you know tablet of erasure and confirmation can change. Angels see it. God has this written there, and angels see it, and therefore angels can know some of the things that will happen in the future. And and in the old times, the jinn used to be able to uh, climb the sky ascend to the skies the heavens and listen to the angels and you know get some of the information and bring it back to the to earth to pass on to oracles etc but when the prophet وسلم, was born shooting stars chased the jinn out of the heavens and therefore they cannot get there any longer therefore the jinn cannot receive this information from the angels but even when the angels see what is written on the tablet of erasure and confirmation that is not final there may be something written on the destiny of a person, but the person does a good deed, gives charity, uh, you know, makes dua to God. And because of that, if there was a tribulation coming to this person, God changes what is written on the tablet of erasure and confirmation and fixes it so that that tribulation, uh, that that person eva uh, avoids that tribulation right but what is written on the preserved tablet that does not change that is that is you know final but angels don't have access to it or at least to my knowledge not all angels have access to it right so and it is like a writing and erasing slate the air is as if it is like that a, a writing and erasing slate of the preserved tablet in the realm of transformations named the tablet of erasure and confirmation because so much is happening on it right it is being written and then erased one wave goes through the air at that millisecond it is conveying that information that is written on it and then it goes something else comes it is like a whiteboard or blackboard you write things and then erase write erase write erase constantly things are moving through this air the if it if you think of it as a screen right it's as if there is a projector that's projecting this information onto those air molecules and the information is constantly changing it is like a writing and erasing slate of the preserved tablet in the realm of transformations named the tablet of erasure and confirmation uh, so the preserved tablet is mentioned in the Quran once again uh, and it is uh, let one second the, the verse that can be translated as this is this is truly a glorious Quran written on a preserved tablet that is from Surah Al-Buruj the chapter uh, named Buruj and that, that is the 85th chapter in the Quran verses uh, 21 and 22nd. Tw <sighs> Ishtehava unsurnun yalnız 
ve dalaletin hadsiz muhaliyetini isar ettiği gibi unsur havainin sair ehemmiyetli vazifelerinden biri de elektrik, cazibe, dafia, ziya gibi sair letaifin naklinde şaşırmadan muntazaman asbat naklindeki vazifeyi gördüğü aynı zamanda bu, bu vazifeleri dahi gördüğü aynı zamanında bütün nebatat ve hayvanata teneffüs ve telkih gibi hayata lüzumu bulunan levazimatı kemali intizam ile yetiştiriyor. So we are, I already uh, alluded to to this. There are it is not only the the sound waves that the air molecules are passing. They they are doing many other things. And so besides the fact that in the task of transmitting sounds alone the element of air demonstrates the aforementioned reflection of entitative oneness and the aforementioned amazing things and thus shows the endless inconceivability of misguidance another one of the important tasks of the element of air is the transmission of subtle things such as electricity magnetic attraction magnetic repulsion and light in an orderly fashion without mixing them up right so it is not only sound only in sound if you were to look at the the sound waves alone you could see these this evidence and demonstration of entitative oneness right and see all these amazing things and you you would see that the the path of misguidance will not be able to explain this you cannot put this much load burden task function on those air molecules alone they have to be controlled by someone outside of this this physical realm who is in charge and is able to do everything the way they are supposed to be doing done and who has capacity and power on all things right so if we were to look at the transmission of sound alone all of this would be clear but not only that there is a lot more going on many other things are happening the air is transmitting subtle things right they they are they are physical but they are not uh, they, they are not dense the way let's say a rock is dense or the the the uh, water is dense they are so subtle that we do not see them they may be they may not have uh, materiality to them in the sense that we understand matter they may be uh, they may be energy perhaps that's how physics is defining things now right matter and energy so subtle things here we can understand it as referring to different kinds of types of energy that, that do exist out there perhaps they may be also kinds of waves right there is no need to go into too much detail of the physics of this and i'm not the one to be able to do it right but this is also happening right magnetic attraction magnetic repulsion it goes through air electricity goes through air light goes through air all of this is also happening right as it attends to its task in transmitting sounds and also fulfills these tasks so that's not all either there is still more at the same time it also transports the things needed for the functions of life it relates to life too such as inhalation and pollination in time and with perfect order right we inhale we need oxygen the the lungs uh, take the oxygen it goes to the heart and then it cleans the the uh the, the blood and also has this function of uh, burning 
calories in the in the uh, muscles and you know all over the body that turns into energy etc etc that's coming from air and then it goes out as carbon dioxide and you know continues on moves on to do other things and then the pollination it moves pollen the, the wind moves pollen from plant to plant subhanallah right this is also happening there right this is also happening there it is it is happening in a perfect way in time when it is needed how it is needed emir ve irade ilahiyenin bir arşı olduğunu kat'i bir surette ispat ediyor so what does this show us what does this tell us it definitively proves that it is air is a throne of the divine command and will a throne of divine command and will what do we mean by throne we know the the throne right arşı azam the tremendous tr throne and again we do not know the quiddity of it exact quiddity of it but we know that it is where god's god's names attributes in their most magnificent tremendous level are manifest right so when we say throne we are thinking of a place a locus of manifestation of god's names and attributes right so air is a throne of divine command and will a locus of manifestation for the divine command and well we can say ve serseri tesadüf ve kör kuvvet ve sağır tabiat ve karışık hedefsiz esbab ve aciz camid cahil maddeler bu sahife-i havaiyenin kitabetine ve vazifelerine karışması hiçbir cihetle ihtimal ve imkanı bulunmadığını aynel yakın derecesinde ispat ettiğini kat'i kanaat getirdim ve her bir zerre ve her bir parça lisan-ı hal ile la ilahe illahu ve kul huvallahu ahad dediklerini bildim ve bu huve anahtarı ile havanın maddi cihetindeki bu acayibi gördüğüm gibi hava unsuru da bir huve olarak alemi misal ve alemi manaya bir anahtar oldu. And I was fully convinced that it proves at the level of the vision of certainty that vagrant coincidence tasadduf chance happen chance blind force deaf nature messy and aimless causes or the impotent lifeless and ignorant matters cannot interfere in the inscriptions on this air page or in, in, in its task there is so much going on so precisely things are happening so precisely with so much precision and order and purpose and collaboration and you know all of this cannot happen cannot happen with coincidence or blind force or deaf nature you know what is nature it's a, it's a name given to things that we observe but does not explain anything in its reality messy and aimless causes or the impotent lifeless and ignorant matters they cannot interfere in the inscriptions on this air page or in its tasks i knew that each and every particle and part of air recites with the tongue of their states la ilaha illallah huwa right la ilaha illallah there is no god other than him and then qul huwallahu ahad or qul huwallah say he is god right and as i saw these amazing things on the material aspect of air with this key of huwa the element of air also became a huwa 
and turned into a key to the realm of similitudes and the metaphysical realm a realm where things beyond this physical material world that we see around ourselves right opens up perhaps you know there are the angels there spiritual beings right he Ustad Nursi is saying it became a key to the to that realm of similitudes alim mithal and the metaphysical realm alim mana and then he says the remainder was not permitted to be written for now so we do not know what he saw beyond that what is beyond that this is not all there is more to this but obviously that was not something that he in that you know in that metaphysical realm in that realm of similitudes that he was he felt that he had to, he had the permission to uh, convey therefore he says okay the remainder was not permitted to be written for now and then says greetings of peace to all umuma bin salam greetings of peace to all your brother said nursi mashallah so this is um one of the you know really beautiful pieces in the risale nur and alhamdulillah we were able to read through it I know that it may not be all clear to everybody all at once. I would recommend that you read it again and again or listen to it again and again and really contemplate on it. This is something that needs to that needs uh, reflection contemplation in order to open up in our minds and then hearts inshallah. And that concludes the 13th word too. Alhamdulillah. Praise and gratitude be to God that he enabled us to finish another treatise too inshallah if we have uh, more life and energy we will uh, come back to the 14th word and continue to receive the blessings and benefits of this beautiful commentary on the Quran subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahu man alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin الفاتحه